It's Wednesday the 14th of October 2020, it's Jim and it's the world of bonds. A week a day for credit, about nine wider in crossover yesterday and emerging markets around about five wider in basis points terms and a stronger day for government bonds across the board yesterday and especially for Italian government bonds which hit a new record low, 66 basis points. Um, That's lower than 10-year US Treasuries which trade at 73 basis points and is their all-time record low and I'm a sucker for long uh, historical charts. Deutsche Bank has a good one going back to 1310 uh, using Italian city-state bonds like Naples and so forth as proxies up until the point that Garibaldi unifies Italy in 1861 and at the same time invents the colour red Garibaldi that Nottingham Forest use on their football kits. This is, uh, you know, just off the charts low compared to anything they've had historically. Um, the other economic news we had yesterday that was interesting, I thought, was US inflation. Now, we'd had a, a couple of, you know, relatively decent inflation prints in July um, and August, but September came in pretty weak, um, seems to be falling back down across the board, whether that's in the core or the headline numbers. So September CPI was up 0.2%. That's a year-on-year increase of 1.4, um, and it's half the, the, the monthly increase of August. Uh, the big downward pressures on US CPI came from what's called shelter, which includes rent and hotel accommodation. Um, this was just 0.1% year on year, uh, sorry, month on month, year on year, 2%. That's the smallest increase uh, for, for quite a long time and reflects, I think, um, what we're seeing anecdotally around residential rents falling quite aggressively, especially in some of the big cities. So yesterday there were some stories about San Francisco rents, obviously the epicentre of tech where people are very, very able to work from home and indeed leave San Francisco. Uh, Rental uh, yields have fallen by about 31% there and that seems to be feeding through already into the inflation numbers. The other things that were falling were clothing prices, airline fares, which wouldn't surprise you greatly, um, and grocery prices as well. So grocery prices falling, having, uh, I guess, just risen to elevated levels um, over the summer in the midst of the the pandemic um, kind of shopping crises. Um, The one thing that went up that I thought was quite interesting was used cars. So used cars, Um, had the biggest monthly increase in prices since February 1969. Uh, They also had big increases in July and August. Um, So used car prices going through the roof really in the United States are more difficult to understand perhaps. I guess some of the factors are uh, that the new car business suffered logistical issues, you know, factory closed downs, Uh, dealerships closing down, difficult to get yourself a a brand new car if you wanted one, waiting times went up dramatically. Um, Perhaps people also who would have normally used public transport to get around or get to work were worried about Covid so thought that they'd better get themselves uh, a cheap second-hand car as a, a way of avoiding getting the subway or the bus system and finally you know we have seen in this pandemic so far um that disposable incomes for households went up over the course of the pandemic some people uh were 
receiving more from state bailouts effectively or state um, support than they would have done for being in work and so household incomes went up over the period Um, people weren't able to spend money on leisure activities so perhaps they had more money to spend on things like used cars but but interesting and perhaps a little bit surprising um, uh, if if you um, you know if if you'd been asked to forecast these things Finally today, um, good article in The Economist, and so if you've got a subscription or you've got a a physical old-school paper copy, uh, the article's called Eternal Zero, thinking about some of the implications of exceptionally low bond yields. Um, And looking at some of the the academic literature, which you know we love, um, thinking about some of the the studies that have taken place, looking at what happens in a world of ultra-low bond yields. First thing to say is that when you look at the elevated asset prices we see in equity markets and uh, and elsewhere, um, low yields do explain high equity prices. Good academic research in the piece um, explaining that most of the changes in the PE ratio for shares going back to the 1950s can be explained by R star, the kind of natural. Uh, rate of uh, of interest rates in the economy so you know you discount your equity dividends by that um, r star number and that explains why p ratios go up and down over um, you know the last 70 years or so so no surprise there but you know links to some academic literature if you want to take that further secondly on pandemics you know some academics have looked at pandemics in history and um, looked at how that impacts the economy and compared the results to financial crises and shows that actually compared to financial crises pandemics are much more powerful in reducing government bond yields and one of the findings was that even 20 years after a pandemic in an economy um, the R star, the long-term rate of interest, is around about one and a half percent lower, 150 basis points lower than, than it would have been otherwise. So uh, much more damaging or, or constructive for bond investors, if you want to put it that way. Pandemics reduce bond yields much more dramatically than financial crises do, and we know that financial crises, going back to eurozone crisis or the GFC, themselves reduce government bond yields uh, by dramatic amounts. Finally, the the thing that I thought was interesting from the piece was really about the fragility that zero or very low interest rates caused to an economy. In particular, they put out that when you get down to you know these exceptionally low levels of uh, yields that we see, German ten-year bonds at minus fifty-six basis points uh, this morning, similar numbers around the world. Then, for people running balanced portfolios, it becomes really hard to hedge risk. So these balanced portfolios, mixtures of bonds and equities, you you own equities and you own bonds because hopefully the bonds will perform when your equities are selling off and your overall portfolio volatility um, is reduced. When you get down to zero bound, obviously the symmetry of your expected returns from the government bonds probably reduces quite substantially. Your ability to rally in the event of a geopolitical disaster or an economic shock as a as a government bond has reduced at that point and so in a mixed portfolio you're much more fragile in terms of the diversifying properties of government bonds that was all i was going to say today have a good rest of the week um and enjoy yourself um this is for professional investors only and never ever investment advice bye